Hey guys, and welcome to season three, Start From Zero. Thumbs up, let's do this. Starting from zero. You're about to watch multiple people at a time get coached on how to start a business from zero. Some people need emotional support. They're overwhelmed and they've had past failures. Some need strategy. They're beating their head against the wall. Some need tactics. They want to know what to say or do. These episodes are unique. They're vulnerable. They're weird. Many times people come to me with a question, but they need something entirely different. In these episodes, you'll see me combine my 15 or so years of business experience with a little intuition and mindset training to help shape these folks into powerful and confident entrepreneurs. Now we've had 15 millionaire students and counting, so we know this stuff works. Now, make sure you're sending these folks love while you listen, because that stuff matters. We're becoming more sensitive as a society, and we can feel these things even if we don't know it. Let's get to the episode. So welcome to this episode. We're welcomed by hopefully five members. We're currently three. Maybe two will show up maybe a little later, but we'll still be able to squeeze them in. So we've got Adam, Joel, and Monica on. Adam, can you tell us uh, your big goal for this call? Yeah, sure. Briefly, I think I've showed a little bit with my new coaching business in that I've had a hard time committing to who my ideal client is. So it's impacted my messaging. And so what would be great is to get real crystal clear on committing to the ideal client and then coming up with ways to kind of invite them into coaching. Wonderful. Wonderful. And Monica, how about you? What's your big goal for the call? My big goal is to, I guess, discover what's in my way. I have an eight-week program that's working really well, but getting my sales message out there, creating a sales and marketing plan to bring people into it. Wonderful. A sales and marketing plan that ideally addresses what might be in the way for you mentally? Yeah. Or how would you say it for your big goal? Yeah, just a direction of do this next step and that should open things up for you as far as how to market this particular program. Well, I really like what you said about a sales and marketing plan. Mm -hmm. Do this next step could be a plan, but do this next step. I'd give you a step. If you asked for a plan, I could give you a plan. (laughs) I'll take the plan. (laughs) And right. Yeah. This can be really fun because you get what you're clear about. Usually not always, but it seems to work when I'm super clear on something. It's like, it's already happened. Uh-huh. Yeah. So why don't you try again? And this is a good process. So what would be your clear goal for this call? To know what my marketing plan should be for my eight-week program. Okay. Thank you. Very, very good. And and Joel, how about you? Yeah. So I think I have a pretty clear understanding of who I want to market myself towards. And I think it's just how do I become known for that thing in the area that I work? So seems a little vague. Let's see if we can get it a little clearer. Sure. In your survey, you mentioned, how do I become a business magnet? Oh, yeah. So that was just alluding to the fact that like, I feel like I'm always chasing business, but mm-hmm. I'd like things to turn around. So like, I feel it's, 
so that people can, you know, come to me rather than I'm like, you know, if I'm always just like hunting and chasing and hunting and chasing, but I've noticed that good agents, they become almost like known for a certain thing. And then they almost like attract the business to them in a way. So I'll probably be most attractive to people that are like me though. So I've gone through kind of the real estate ladder. Like I bought a condo and then so I'll pause money you. on that. I'll pause I sold you. Let, me, let, me, let me pause you. Sure. So we want to be really tight with time. So your goal is to become a business magnet, but really no, your goal is to shift from chasing business to having business come to you. Yes, that's right. As a real estate agent. That's right. Yes. Okay, great. And hey, Marcus, welcome. What's your goal for the call here? By the end of the hour, what would be a goal you would like to have achieved for this call? To have a great value proposition for my market. I'm a mindset advisor and coach. So how to really explain to people the benefits of mindset, which I know you love as well. Thank <laughs> you for hosting this. You're welcome. Thanks for being here. So let's start with Joel. State your goal one more time for me. To become someone who can draw business to them rather than chase business down. Yeah, I was curious about it because I actually drew a blank right when I came back to you again. So, but this is really exciting because in order to shift from chasing to attracting, I'd like for you to actually, can you feel your arms and legs right now? Yeah, very much so. Yeah, so see if you can actually feel the contrast difference between desperate and seeking or chasing with your legs and arms. Feel it with your legs and arms. Like, you know, your legs walk towards it, your arms reach for it. Like, see if you can feel that. And then contrast that with sitting in a respected position, putting off in a attraction energy, an attraction vibe that says, I can help and really settle into those two distinct energies. Yeah, the one is like an anxious feeling and the other one is more calm for sure. Oh, really? Tell me more. What's anxious like for you and what's calm like in this instance? Anxious like I can never do enough mm. and calm like just peaceful, like just confidence. Try saying this and see if this lands. My heart is not at rest. My heart is not at rest. How does that feel to say? Does that sound right? Yeah. Yeah. This is good to say out loud. My heart is not at rest. My heart is not at rest. And see if you can actually rest into that. Yeah, it's making me like breathe heavy. <laughs> yeah. What kind of heavy? Like uh, I'm uncomfortable with it. Heavy like. Oh. <laughs> mm. See if you can allow the uncomfort as well. Everything is okay. Everything is okay. Yeah, like the response, like, okay, my heart's not at rest. Ooh, it's heavy. That's all okay. It's perfectly okay to be scared. I'm so shocked at the things that I'm afraid of and don't even know that I'm afraid of, like, because it's masked with such clever intelligence. <laughs> but it's really just masking fear, if I'm honest with myself. So when fear is the focus, it seems like it's the universe, like there's nothing but the fear. Mm -hmm. As soon as it's just okay that you're afraid or okay that you're not at rest or okay that you're uncomfortable, as soon as it's okay, perfectly okay that you're afraid, of course, 
course we'd be afraid we're doing something new. Mm -hmm. As soon as it's okay, that fear and really was really allowed, that fear becomes a star in the sky as opposed to the universe. Right. And the sky is our potential. Mm. If we allow our mind to be as it is. So try, my heart is not at rest. My heart is not at rest. Let that unwind you. Mm -hmm. Yeah, settling in for sure. We honor this first, then we'll turn you into a lighthouse. So now I want you to picture you're a lighthouse. And I want you to picture there's three clients in your area. And they're in boats. And the water's a little rough. But they can't find you because your lighthouse light is not on. (laughs) Yeah. And part of you has said, you know what? I don't really want to be seen. You know, I don't really want to declare my value in the marketplace. That's rough for me to do. I'm scared of being attacked. I'm scared of being seen, whatever it is. Or, you know, I just don't know how to do it. Do you have a sense of maybe why that lighthouse light hasn't gone on yet? Yeah, it might be a couple. Maybe because I'm newer and I feel like maybe I don't know everything. (laughs) So a little bit of fear around maybe just saying the wrong things. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that's probably mainly what it is. And then just unsure how I'll show up if I do I turn on the light. How long have you been doing real estate? This uh, December 2018, I started. Okay, so confidence. I feel like I'm a pretty confident person. Confidence um, in real estate. Confidence in real estate, I'm, I'm still figuring it out. If you'd like to get a free one-on-one with me and be on this show... You can find out details at startfromzero.com forward slash podcast. Right. So confidence in real estate. Yeah, I'm still figuring it out. Right. So if confidence was there, would you flip the switch on? Yes. Okay. So one of my top students of all time, he read every book I recommended. He read the books that those books recommended. He'd read four books on a topic say the most profitable area of business generally is direct response marketing. Those who study direct response marketing become millionaires pretty quickly. Direct response marketing is what I call the secret language of millionaires. You can Google top direct response marketing books and you'll find them. And, you know, when we look at fear, you're like, well, Dane, tell me what, what are, so what are the top books? It's like, well, you know, is it fear asking? Like, could you just relax into finding them yourself? Mm -hmm. So he read four books on direct response marketing. He highlighted the books pretty diligently. Mm -hmm. He typed up the highlights and printed them out. He printed out the highlights from the four books and set them on his coffee table. He reread the highlights from those four books over and over and over again until a rock solid confidence came over him. Hmm. Confidence takes work, Mm -hmm. initiative, work, patience. Most people don't have the patience to reread all information they've already read. Mm -hmm. But you know, the guys that I admire, they're like, I don't really read a lot of books. I read a lot of the same five books. Yeah. It's like 
you're not the man that knows a thousand kicks, but the man that's practiced one kick a thousand times. <laughs> yeah, that's good. That's good. You know, and that could be the quote at the beginning of your ebook that you write that positions you as an expert in your market area. Experts are authors, authors are authorities, authors don't chase, authors attract. Mm -hmm. So you want to become an author, you want to write, you want mm -hmm. to publish content. So when you start to switch on your lighthouse, what do you write content about? Well, you don't guess there. You start talking to first-time home buyers and you ask them, you probably know, but like, like, you know, hey, if you were like really honest with yourself, what's your greatest fear when buying a home? And they're like, you know, that I'll like it when I buy it and I'll regret it a week later. I don't know a single realtor who's ever used that jargon. Are you worried that you'll buy a home and regret it a week later? Use this three-step visualization to make sure you purchase your home regret-free. Wow. <laughs> Tell me what's happening for your mind. Oh, it's just like, it's new. It's, yeah, like you said, nobody's ever come at it from that angle. Right, because why? What made that such a powerful example? Where did the seed of the idea originate from? From the beginning of this conversation, from what we were talking about. Oh, yeah, about. no, no. So the seed originated from the question you asked the first-time home buyer. Mm -hmm. What's your greatest fear when buying a home? Yeah, and not just that. Like, hey, if you're really honest with yourself, like maybe the thing that you won't even admit to yourself, what's your greatest fear when buying a home? It'll unlock a whole new area. Mm -hmm. So vulnerability is the probably the great, great missing secret to making enormous wealth. I'm talking enormous amounts of wealth while being deeply fulfilled. And most people want to make money online without having to talk to a single person. Therefore, they will never make very much for very long, in my opinion. There are definitely ways to do it. But I don't know if you'll be very fulfilled. Even if the money comes, yeah. Vulnerability is the great. That's where your great content comes from. I resent certain people online sometimes. I'm like, oh God, here's another person teaching people how to make a course online. Mm -hmm. You know, I'm like, God, my eyes roll because I'm arrogant. And then... I start talking to people and a lot of them are like, you know, I'm really curious about courses. I'd really like to do a course, but I just don't even know where to start. And I think that's where those headlines come from. Do you want to make a course, but you don't know where to start? <laughs> yeah. Ah, they're listening in that area. I am not. So your focus right now is likely on looking at other real estate agents and how they're doing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, exactly. And those folks aren't your boss. Your customers are your boss. Make your customers more important than you. Love them. Care for them. And love them in your questions. Go to every person that you bought a home with and say, hey, I'm so curious. What were the thoughts coming up for you as you were buying a home? Before, during the transaction, and after. Tell me, like, what, like get on the phone with them. And say, oh, so this one. Then repeat it back to them. You say, is there anything else? And then you've got before, during, and after. Now you've got the only three things you need to think about when buying a home, before, during, and after. Here's how to do it before confidently. Here's how to do it during confidently. Here's how to do it after confidently. Really good. Next, I want you to find the realtors that are like 
you know, I, I used to go to the Remax conventions because that's where I built my initial wealth was selling software to Remax company owners. Really? And I was always struck the top 1% of realtors like made more than the bottom 99%. That's right. Yeah. And so while they're good to look at and model systems wise and things like that, what you, you want to be a lighthouse. So let's go back to those people in boats mm-hmm. and they're out there and they, they're in a rowboat and they got a, a freaking paddle. They don't even have an engine on there and they're buying a home and you want to be as intimate as you possibly can with their mind from that intimacy, you'll create your lighthouse content. So you create a seven minute video on X, Y, Z topic and everybody who's newly married on Facebook, you run that video towards and you have a little book that says things for newly married couples to consider when buying a home. You picking this up? Yeah. So, If I were to go into real estate, probably in 60 days, I could be one of the top producers, not because I'm good at selling real estate, because I'm good at marketing. Mm -hmm. There is no correlation between being good at something and getting paid. There's none. There's so many talented people that are so good, they get paid dirt. That's so true. Yeah. There is a direct correlation between how good of a marketer you are and how well you get paid. So then, you know, you got mechanism experts, detail experts are like, oh, resentful. I don't want to have to learn marketing. It's fine. And you just keep getting paid what you're paid. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's easy to get resentful of the rules. But if you can, just understand that marketing is not a manipulative endeavor. Marketing is a loving endeavor. Mm. So good. Because now your video comes out and you say all these great things and newlywed couples are now like, Part of that process is you find newlywed couples who bought their first home and you interview them on their frustrations and what came up for them and what surprised them and if it strained their relationship and all these things. And then you like literally protect other newlywed couples from undergoing undue stress when buying a home. And now it's your ethical responsibility to get that message in front of as many newlywed couples in your area as possible. Yeah, so they know. And now it's no longer about you. That's how you get real big when you just think about how many people you can help. It's a fundamental mind shift. Yeah. So keep, you know, this podcast, when this podcast comes out, just keep listening to it over and over again. And I've gone a little extra with you because my sense is that this is going to directly apply to a lot of other folks. So Joel, if you can, in the meantime, just write down three ways that you can connect with people to learn about them, to write content. And I'm going to visit you at the end of this call and hear what those three ways are. Okay. Thank you, Dan. You're welcome. So Let's go to the Mr. Mindset. Who is it? Was it Marcus? Yes, it's me. Hi, Marcus. So selling mindset's a pain in the butt, huh? Yeah, it's, it's that. And maybe touch on a different thing it, uh, because what you delivered so far was really great. And the lighthouse uh, metaphor really evoked something. And I think the biggest issue is, of course, myself, you know. Uh, <laughs> to, to... Well, hey, you, you must be a good mindset coach. You jump straight yeah. to the nucleus, man. 
Yeah, but just to give you shortly, you know, I built up a successful retail business. Unfortunately, I lost the whole business in a legal suit. I won in court, but I still didn't get paid. So I'm still carrying a big debt of that. Uh, the mm. beautiful thing that came out was uh, that I decided to follow my passion instead of money. So I've been coaching mindset in like 5,000 hours. I was really lucky. I had a company that paid me just to coach, you know, salespeople and leaders and all that. So I've been doing the work inside a company for several years and really got to hone my skills and I also coached athletes on the side and all that and I'm still carrying the debt and uh, can I I pause you yeah when has making money been easy doing mindset and when has making money been hard I haven't made that much money I've been learning and applying coaching but I haven't you know I'm in the startup phase with the new business still how many clients have you worked with that have gotten results? Over 150. Would you have any money? No, because have I was... You, in- have you worked personally with 150 people? Yeah. And you didn't make much money from them? I made it, but it was like a consultant work uh, inside a company and all that. And okay. I got great uh, case studies and all that, but I've been... Because of my living thing beliefs, kind of, I've been scared to go out and market myself, basically. What if I told you I don't think you have a limiting belief issue? What comes up? What might it be if it's not a limiting belief issue? I think focus. What about it's just scary? There's no belief that makes it unscary. Yeah, I agree with that. Of course, it's scary. And I love the work that I do. And I know I'm really good at it because I have, you know, letters of the letters, you know, people thanking me. But yeah, it's scary. Because when I go out... People can turn me down and also how can, why I said it's a limiting belief because I always had, um, I was successful in soccer, in football, you know, but unfortunately I got injured. I was on my way to making a lot of money in business, but unfortunately, you know, I lost it all. And I guess the idea that I always had it was that I want to be on the top of the mountain and be successful and then I can teach others. Now, when I lost the business, I decided to teach others because that's what I love. And I think coaching is truly, when I coach people, I get into the flow state and things are just flowing out like magic for me. So I love that feeling. And that's what I want to build my business around. So was your goal to narrow down who your target customer is or was that someone else? That was me. Okay, good. So you're just wanting to know how to sell your mindset course in general. Yeah, but you hit the nail there as well, you know, because I've been too general, you know. <laughs> I work with athletes, I work with uh, entrepreneurs, you know. Okay, question and, for you. What are the clients that you worked with that got results the quickest? That's your target market. Salespeople, because sales are easy to measure the success there. Okay, so just, that's it. just stay right there. Let your wealth flow in there. John Mayer, you know the artist John Mayer? Yeah. So he was very intelligent. He, when he went into music, he wrote pop songs and he got famous, really famous doing pop songs. And then as soon as he was famous, he started playing all the blues and all the stuff he wanted to play. Mm. I'd recommend that. And if not that, was there another target market that you really like? I like entrepreneurs, like business owners, because they can control, you know, what they invest in and... I will not teach them business. I will teach them mindset stuff. Like, and I've been an entrepreneur and I've been up and down and all that. So, but I, yeah, that's a target group. Have you worked with at least 10 salespeople that have gotten results with your training? Oh yeah. yeah. I worked with like over 300. So you've got a great little book on your hands with that. Yeah. So 
I'm going to give you an assignment and then we're going to come back to you, okay? Okay. So I want you to use the same mindset process that you teach others mm -hmm. on yourself with this fear that you have. And I want you to tell me what happens as a result of you doing that process on yourself, the same one you take others through. And then number two, I want you to come up with a book title that is a synthesis of the stories of the results people have gotten from your mindset work that a salesperson would be interested in reading. Okay, yeah. Very good, so those two things, and we'll come back to you, okay? Okay, great, cheers. Yeah, so that's wonderful. So, you know, how do I pick my target market? It's gotta be one of the most stressful questions I've ever experienced in the marketing front. It's like, well, I don't know, what do I, I wanna be ever, it's just, and the way around that is, who are the clients who are, best suited to get results quickest with me. Those folks make great target market. And if you unravel that principle a little deeper, you see about how can I ask questions so answers are easy. So we've got, what's my target market? You're like, ah, what people are best suited to get results with me quickest? Oh, yeah, this. Underneath that, then you'd want to explore, how can I ask this question so the answer is easy? How can I ask this question so the answer is easy. All right, so let's go to Mr. Target Market. Is that Adam? Hey, Dane. Yeah. All right. If you'd like to get a blueprint to my brain, I have it in a 302-page book, Start From Zero. And you can get a free chapter. You actually can get my best chapter for free on that book right now at startfromzero.com. Go check it out. Tell me again what your big goal for the call was. Sure. And actually, I was curious, how can I ask this question so the answer is easy? I actually don't know what you mean by that. Can you say more? Yeah. What's the most difficult question you're asking yourself right now? The one that's been hardest to answer. For me, it's been, hey, Adam, how do you actually commit to your ideal client avatar? Mm. Adam, how do you actually commit to your ideal client avatar? Let's unpack it a little bit. Who are the folks that are best suited to get results when they work with you? Probably the people that are feeling unfulfilled with their work and don't have an answer or an outlet on what to do next. Wonderful. Folks unfulfilled in their work and they don't have an outlet on what to do next. Those folks are best suited to get results with you? I hope so. Well, I mean, it's historical. When you look back historically on with folks you've worked with, which ones have just been kind of slam dunks compared to the others. So to share and be open, I've worked with six people for three months and a bunch of people, you know, once or twice. Well, you only need one data point. Okay. Which one of those six was easiest? Yeah. The two people that wanted to kind of search for something more fulfilling or purposeful. This is such a powerful question because it makes everything easier. You think about signing up, like, it's like, oh, no, I'm for every, like, let's say, let's say, let's say if I take someone for start from zero, for like, if I want to mentor someone to starting a business, who are the folks that are best suited? Well, it's generally these folks that are like 10 out of 10 burning desire, no other option but this. Mm -hmm. Those people are pretty much 100% success rates. Yeah. And then folks that are like, you know, I'm just 80% happy and I'm kind of looking for something else to do they end up getting a few things out of it, but there's no real result they have to show for it, generally speaking. And the 80 percenters ask kind of like lamer questions. They like 
intellectually massaging themselves with questions. It's like, and then the hundred percenters are like, they don't care about questions. Like if they're stuck, they need help. If they're not, they don't. It's a whole different life. Like my whole life changes working with the difference between those two folks. So this is a significant quality of life improvement that you will make moving forward. So you ask, you know, how do we do this question is easy. How do we ask a question so the answer is easy? It's basically what we're doing with that is we're looking for ways to look at things so the answer appears automatically. Mm-hmm. What's my target market? Uh, who are clients that are best suited to work with me? Oh, mm-hmm. what business do I go into? What path do I pick? Uh, what path do I seem to think about the most? There you go. You know, the interesting thing for me with music is however much I loved it and it was fun to express, I didn't find myself thinking about songs and thinking about music when I wasn't doing it. But I find myself thinking and dreaming about business all day. Hmm. It's trippy. Like I'll be swimming and I'll be thinking about how to do a business thing. But when I was swim, I wouldn't think about like how to do a chord structure on the guitar. And maybe I'm just blocking music or who knows. But that's just something like, where did my mind just like to spend? What, where was the most pleasure? And dude, I found it fast. I found it in software as a service businesses. And then I tried everything else on the planet. <laughs> Meanwhile, the software as a service provided for me the whole time. So I told my buddy, I was like, you know what, dude, I found out what I'm going to do for a while. He's like, what is like software as a service? He goes, imagine that. The guy that got into software and taught software is going back to software. And I was like, well, when you say it like that, it kind of sounds stupid. Because <laughs> I thought it was a revelation for me. And he told the story of the man who, a woman had cancer, and so she came to live with him, and he took care of this woman. And he decided, you know what, I'm going to go meet the love of my life. And so he went and traveled the world for seven years. And seven years into his travels, he realized that the love of his life was waiting for him back at home. He's like, so that kind of sounds like what you did with software. <laughs> I laughed. He's like, yeah. So in terms of the fulfillment, people that are seeking fulfillment, let your unconscious answer this. Do you feel worthy of helping them? Easy answer. Thing that comes up, not what you want to hear, what's there. It could be yes. could be no. It's an almost yes. All right. Dangerous. A dangerous answer then. Yeah. The almost yes. So if we hang out and you feel the energy of almost, Mm -hmm. allow almost to be there. Perfectly okay that almost is there. Almost yes. Give all the space in the world for almost And what starts to become a present for you as you give permission to the almost part? Yeah, it's kind of like this tingly, anxious, nervous, wanting more, wanting to be more, do more. Try I have permission to be excited. I have permission to be excited. (sighs) Relax your jaw. Take your hand to your throat if you don't mind. Yeah. And just... Say what's there. Yeah, I have permission to be excited. Excitement is, for me, is one of the, the markers where I know I'm on the right track. It's kind of like my, mm-hmm. my compass, that enthusiasm. So I like that space. If we look at the almost yes, what's happened there? Well, something you said back with Joel in the first conversation was confidence. It's two things. It's confidence in my abilities and staying out of my own imposter syndrome. I'm just going to chime in. Yeah. Do you trust that if your full heart is present and invested in something, the outcome will be reached? hundred percent. Yes. Okay. Do not forget that. Mm -hmm. 
So I have a fear of investing my full heart. Investing my full heart. Or did that distinction I offered kind of solve it? It didn't. It didn't what? What didn't what? It, it didn't solve it. Okay. The fear is the lack of evidence that I will find my dream clients in the niche that I want to do. And they're not there. It's not a real fear, but that's the fear. But sex seems very real. Say it out loud again. Yeah, the fear is that if I declare that I'm going to niche down to dentists, that I won't find the people that I really want to serve and work with and impact. So let's see if this works really simply. If you invest your full heart into that endeavor, Mm -hmm. full presence, full heart, full commitment, what happens with that fear? Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm actually surprised. I'm laughing. It's just kind of like fizzling away. I'm getting very expansive in a way. So, you know, Marcus might have a few things to say about that in terms of mindset, but, you know, using your mind for good. You're using the power of your mind for good. You're directing your mind. That's like wizard level stuff. Hmm. Most people cannot think greater than they feel, myself included in areas. But generally, we're like openly admitting, yeah, my patterns are stronger than than me. Hmm. And we don't want to go to war with our patterns. We allow them full space to run And in that space to run, we make the new choice. That's the warrior. That's the warrior level stuff. Yeah. Because it's very, very, it can be brutal. But that's freedom. Freedom, not freedom from, freedom with. Hmm. Like, I want freedom from all these things. I don't know. That's not how it's worked for me. Yeah. Like, you're like, I wish the fear was here. I wish I had confidence or... There's a rock solid confidence available to all of us in any moment when we deeply, deeply know that we're okay and that it will be okay and that all is okay. It will be okay because all is okay. And we come from that place. We embody that okayness. People feel it. People smell it. They get attracted to us. They come. Oh, this person's this person's embodied on the deepest level. I, I want this. So you want to go all in with dentists for six months and see what happens. Yeah. I like how you just said it like that. I am going to. So the question I have for you, and I want to come back to you is how can you make it inevitable that success will happen with that market? Ooh. So how can you make it inevitable that success will happen with that market? And so I want you to think about that question in the meantime, and we're going to jump over to Monica. Hi. Hey, Monica. I'm so enjoying this. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I'm I'm happy to hear that. So these are just vulnerable for me. You know, it's like, all right, five people. Can we do this? So working. It it seems to be right now. (laughs) (laughs) So tell me what your what questions you have in the context of the goal that you stated earlier, based on you know everything you've heard so far. If anything you heard so far shifted anything for you, I guess. Where are you at? What do you need? Okay, so. Just as a background, I'm almost five years in business. I've dedicated my life to transformation for about 30 years. I helped a lot of people, healed a lot of people. And I started coaching and healing the mind five years ago. Can I pause you? Yeah. Tell me if this is your issue. You have no systems for wealth creation. 
Yes, you hit the nail on the head. Okay. So you're epically good at what you do. You sit with someone, you've got the confidence, you know transformation's inevitable. That's all there, correct? Yeah. So when it comes to systems for wealth creation, mm-hmm. are you kind of a slug in the mud? Yes. Yeah. How would you, how would you describe it? What metaphor would you use to describe your current confidence um, level of systems? For I feel like I'm on the verge of it. I've yeah. come up with a group program that's very marketable. Just need to do that. Mm. What makes that program marketable? It addresses four major issues that people have when they start a business. Very good. Just say no more. Yeah. So what makes it marketable is it begins with the person that you're selling it to. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. I got a friend of mine. He's on his way to $10,000 a day. Okay. And it's scalable, passive, beautiful. But he was a mechanism expert for the longest time. He's in the relationship space. Mm-hmm. I remember he sent me a message. He said, God, it's so good to be solving a product for a specific group of people that actually have a problem, to have a product that's actually connected to people. That's not like my idea. It's not cool in theory. It's real simple, straight up, just connected to real people who have a real problem that are willing to pay to solve it. So you articulated those in your, in your offer. Mm-hmm. So now systems for wealth creation. What is a system for wealth creation that you currently lack that you'd like? I believe it's getting my message out there and... Perfect. Stay there. Okay. A system for getting my message out, right? Yeah. Okay. So my favorite shifting distinction on this, and I hope this, let this blow your mind. Okay. So Dean Jackson, amazing marketer, idolized the guy. So good. One of my other idols and mentors said the person he most envies is Dean Jackson because the dude's like never wrong. Dean's got like products for like helping people in divorce and it's wild. He's not the expert. He's the marketer, but marketers are not the proper word. So anyway, he's in, he's in a room full of a hundred realtors and realtors are always like, gotta get my name out there. 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 Hey, did you know what? Gotta get my name out there. (laughs) And Dean says, well, would you rather get your name out there or would you rather get people's names into your database? If you were to get an envelope with a hundred people's business cards who are all looking to sell their home in the next six months, would you rather have that or would you rather get your name out there? (laughs) Not people with the business cards. Yes. The business cards is lead generation. Yeah. So, a system for, I don't know the right terminology for it, but it's getting your name out there is fine, but it's, words can be so powerful that it's like, I can tell you that like when I'm doing my marketing, I'm not really thinking about getting my name out there so much per se, as I am, say, like I'm looking for the ideal client. That's kind of like a system to find the ideal client. A system to find my ideal clients. Is that sound all right to you? Or is it more, do you, would you like to have your name out there? Because there's no wrong answer really no it's it's getting the clients to me okay a system for a system for getting the ideal clients to me yeah and that will involve you know you putting your videos out there and things like that but they will all have calls to action to getting people's names into you Mm -hmm. so a system for getting people's names into you for your ideal client Mm -hmm. so write that down if you can okay so in terms of systems for wealth creation i need a system 
that brings me my ideal clients. Okay. And, and you see how like that can be pretty activating to write down and think about, right? Mm-hmm. It is for me anyway, when I say that, I'm like, yeah, it's just, oh yeah, that's right. I think I've thought about it a lot and I've had a lot of, you know, different things I've tried, but nothing's come together as, you know, this is it, this is gold. I don't think that any of your systems probably really centered around the people you're serving though. Hmm. They probably centered around you, your expertise, your ideas, your transformation methodologies, your program, the benefits of working with you. Likely they didn't really center around the customer that you're serving. So it's like with Joel, you know, with his realtor guides and stuff. Those come from the women. What's your ideal target market? The women that are best suited to get results with you? So I've helped a lot of different kinds of entrepreneurs, but generally people who are, they know they're meant to be doing something great. They're not doing it. They're stuck. They either have chronic fatigue or something's blocking them. Perfect. You just spoke the headline and title for one of your first videos. Okay. Do you know you're meant for something more, but you're stuck and possibly even have chronic fatigue because of how out of alignment you are? Okay. I mean, I had... I did have a client that had that situation and now she's making a million dollars with a company she started. It's powerful. It's a powerful transformation. Yeah. And she'll definitely be an example in this video. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm going to rattle something off real quick. Okay. So in terms of creating compelling content, you got like the topic for the piece of the content. You tell a story first that's relatable. You say why this topic's important. Then you reveal what the topic is. Then you give an example. Then you give your client an exercise. So it's story, why, what, example, exercise. And so you don't tell the idea right away. You like lead them on. You build a lot of anticipation. You build some intensity. Then you say why it's important. They're like, oh my God, what are they talking about? And then boom, you deliver your idea. That's an idea they will remember for a long time if you deliver it that way. If you just give it away right away, people are like, oh, yeah, okay, fine, fine, bye. So story, why it's important, what you're talking about, what it is, an example of it, which is a little like another story, but it's a shorter example, and then an exercise for them to think about. That exercise could be a call to action to get a report, to schedule a strategy session with you, but you're pretty close. If you create a system and tell stories of your clients' transformations, and you market those stories to people that are just pretty close to them. So this woman that had chronic fatigue, mm-hmm. you target those very similar people online just like her, close enough to her. Take your like top three transformations, turn them into stories, publish them out there, have a call to action that is to book a call with you or enter their email, and then you just stay right there. Stories of transformation are the best, best thing I've found to sell a product. Not you, not your expertise, not your credentials. Because you're so established, you're intimidating to most people as it is. You know, they want to hear about the gal with chronic fatigue who just did it. Yeah. Quick task for you, and we'll come back to you in a moment. Okay. Is who are your top three transformations and what are their stories? And how can you put those stories in front of similar people? That's proper direct response marketing to me. So let's come back to Joel. Joel, let's hear your homework. Okay. 
So I liked what you were talking about with newlyweds. So newlyweds, how to buy real estate and build wealth over your lifetime together. And then another idea I had was for baby boomers. You don't want to downsize necessarily, but your wealth is locked into your home and you're unable to access it in retirement. So that's, you know, if I can sort out a way that they can win, that could be a big market. Renovations that generate a profit, why some win and some lose when taking on home renovations and how climbing the real estate ladder will make you more and cost you less in the long run. So yeah, those first three are great because they're targeted towards someone. That fourth one, I'm not clear on the customer, so it's it doesn't have that same juice. But good job. Okay. Very, very good. Marcus, how did you do on your assignment? Uh, yes, first and foremost, you know, it's what's holding me back is the fear inside me what everybody will think about me. But the truth is, I'm not for everybody. My business is targeted to a certain group that want to perform better. And I want to challenge them as well. And if you challenge people, you know, not everybody will like you. And that's something that I worked a lot with. And I think I have it under control. And it's just I have taken action the last month. I've been creating 17 hours of video content and that's made me really really clear on my content and my delivery but I think on the other side you know the title I was struggling a little bit what I wrote was maximize your performance with a winning mindset for the book title go for something more like the three crippling mistakes most salespeople make okay yeah do something more like that yeah yeah and you're off to the races wonderful how about Adam yeah, thanks so much. I've gotten so much out of this call. Appreciate it, Dane. Mm-hmm. So how can I make it inevitable that success will happen yes. with this market? And you've said this a number of times, and I don't think we need to give your book a plug, but it's really been really helpful to answer this, which is just start asking and listening to them. So I need to get into the network of dentists that I know, which is, which is thankfully a lot, and just start asking the questions that you shared in your book you know, find out their consistent and present problem and just start listening to them, asking more questions, inviting them into conversations, and then just start seeing where the patterns are and then speak the language back to them and put a solution together, either myself or with a team of others to really serve them. Super good. Nice work. Okay. Thanks. Nice work. And Monica, did I give you enough time? <laughs> yeah, just enough. So my three top stories are the woman with chronic fatigue and now has a successful million dollar business college student who was not getting to class and she worked with me and graduated with honors from a top law school in England and a therapist turned coach who was, you know, making $80 an hour is now a coach and making a lot more money. It's much happier. So, so good. And that first one you said was just fire. It's like woman with chronic fatigue now owns a million dollar business. (laughs) I mean, you're, you're writing Buzzfeed level (laughs) headlines there. Um, And then the other two just make them as, concise as that so that woman that's therapist turned coach now makes a lot more is like me now makes three times as much two times oh whoa you know that so you're close those will be really really good and then send me a message outside of this i'll get you hooked up to a free course that i'm that i've got going right now just specifically for what you're going through i'll get you hooked up to that fabulous thank you yeah nice work today guys awesome thank you this is really good thank you dane Thank you so much. Thank, thank you so much, Dan. Yeah, thanks for opening your heart to me, for sharing so openly in the surveys. It's a true honor to be in the position to, to help like this. And so thank you for your trust. Doing a great job. 
If you'd like to know the number one thing that kills people from being successful in entrepreneurship, it's really simple. It's them trying to do it alone, trying to do it without mentorship, trying to do it without accountability, trying to do it without a way to focus, trying to do it without somebody helping you along the way to get your mind straight. And right now, I'm running a yearly mentoring, accountability, and focus community called Starters. And you can learn more about Starters and join a community of amazing entrepreneurs all practicing and living the principles from this podcast and this book. How do you get good at this stuff? Practice. How do you get even better being around others that practice? And how do you become unstoppable and just move no matter what? Community. Community, community, and not just any community, a community of people that don't shame you for wanting freedom, a community of people that don't look at you weird for saying you want more. You can find that community at Starters. If you go to startfromzero.com, you'll see our products up top and then you can go and find the Starters program. We would love to have you. And we also have a good fit quiz that you can take on that page because not everybody's a good fit for starters. So if you go look at the starters page, take the good fit quiz and it'll tell you if you'll be a good fit for that program. Listen, we don't accept everyone because we're obviously not for everyone, but we are for certain people. If you'd like to see if that person is you, go to startfromzero.com, look at products, find starters, and then fill out that quiz. And we look forward to supporting you and mentoring you on your journey.